When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by analyst Matt O'Brien. We're ready to preview the Vanderbilt game. South Carolina kicks it off on Thursday night, the 2016 season getting underway at Vanderbilt. The Will Muschamp era getting underway. And former Gamecock football player Matt O'Brien is here to talk about it with us. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Emerson. How are you? Doing great. We're looking forward to a full season with you here on Gamecock Central Radio, and it is the start of the Will Muschamp era. So let's get it started here, Matt, with uh, expectations for the season. South Carolina a three and nine a year ago it was the Gamecocks worst record in 16 years and South Carolina was one and seven in SEC play and Matt one thing we've talked about all offseason is the fact that South Carolina's top two players from a year ago are gone Farrell Cooper went to the LA Rams in the NFL and Sky Moore is out for the year due to injury so what are realistic expectations for 2016 yeah you know Emerson that's a great question and it's a question that a lot of people have been asking me and a lot of a lot of people that I've talked with who are players they really don't know what to expect uh, when you look at the schedule, there's a lot of tough games, a lot of good matchups and quality teams and players that the Gamecocks will be going up against. But what I'm really looking forward to from this team and what I think is an, uh, a realistic goal for the team is that they just improve from week to week um, on all aspects of the game. It's hard to kind of look at any parts of the schedule and kind of go, I want this team to be 8-4, and 6-6, six and six, or have a worse record. What I'm really looking forward to is just the team and individual players improving throughout the season because these guys have had a lot to go through in the offseason from a new head coach, pretty much an entirely new staff, and just a change in culture around the locker room and the program. Matt O'Brien with us here on Gamecock Central Radio, former Gamecock football player, worked for NBC Sports up until the spring, and he's now marketing rep for Reebok, and he'll join us each week on Gamecock Central Radio. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can subscribe to this podcast. Just search for Gamecock Central Radio. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. So, Matt, um, let's start with quarterback here. You know, there's been a uh, a three-way battle, basically, for the starting quarterback job. Muschamp has still not named a starter. We're less than 48 hours away from kickoff, and he's keeping his cards close to the vest here. Perry Orth, the fifth-year senior, neck and neck with true freshman Brandon McElwain, who enrolled early uh, back in January and did have the benefit of a full spring practice session. But those two were basically neck and neck throughout the preseason, and now Jake Bentley, freshman as well, a kid who gave up his senior year of high school, basically, to enroll early at South Carolina. He enrolled this summer, and he's in the conversation as well. And, you know, we occasionally hear Lorenzo Nunez mentioned as a possible Wildcat quarterback. So based on what you've seen, Matt, who do you think deserves to be the starting quarterback? Yeah, you know, this is actually a, a question that pops up a lot as well. 
uh, people texting me, asking me who's going to be the Gamecocks quarterback, thinking that I might have some inside information. But really, uh, I don't know because Coach Muschamp has kept it so well guarded into who he thinks is the favorite and who will take that first snap against Vanderbilt. Uh, what I've always thought, and this is something I firmly believe, is that the team should go with whomever it gives them the best chance to win, whether it be Perry Orth, Brandon McElwain, or, or Jake Bentley, or if they're going to put Lorenzo Nunez at Wildcat, kind of like what you said, the team should go with whoever gives them the best chance to win in this game. Uh, later on in the season, if the team's struggling, I could understand uh, the reasoning behind putting in a freshman just to get experience um, for the next season and for the future. But for right now, it should be whoever gives them the best chance to win. Uh, if I want to talk a little bit about strengths of each guy, Brandon McElwain, his dual threat ability is dangerous for defenses because it gives them more to prepare for. He also delivers a very fast ball. He can get that ball out quickly with a lot, a lot of velocity. Uh, where he struggles is kind of his downfield accuracy, and that's because his spiral isn't as tight, which helps the ball lose trajectory while it's in the air. Uh, Jake Bentley has, of course, uh, impressed people with his football aptitude, his tireless work ethic, his, his nonstop study in the film and in the weight room just preparing to play. He's a true competitor, uh, and he also delivers a, a really good downfield ball. But the guy who I think deserves the best chance to win is Perry Orth. I mean, he gives the team the best chance to win in the first week from his experience alone. He won't have that kind of deer-in-headlights look walking into an SEC road environment, which will be hostile at Vanderbilt, as really they're looking to kind of mark off this game as a win against the Gamecocks and crawl out of the cellar of the SEC. So I do believe Perry Orth gives the Gamecocks the best chance to win in game one. Vanderbilt, a three-and-a-half or a four-point favorite, depending where you look. And Carolina has beaten Vandy seven straight coming into this matchup on Thursday night. So very interesting. Vanderbilt players outspoken as well, Matt, about the fact that they expect to beat South Carolina in this opener. They were saying that back in July at SEC Media Days. So Vanderbilt not showing South Carolina much respect. Yeah, you know, uh, Ralph Webb, I believe, is the player who uh, said that about South Carolina. I think he said that they will definitely win against the Gamecocks in, in the first game. And Webb is a guy who they'll be heavily leaning on to carry that team. He's a, a workload running back. He can kind of do it all. He, he excels in all three phases of the game. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he runs with great pad level. He's really the secret and the key to their whole offense. And uh, I've actually read recently that they might even be using him as a kick returner. So they'll be looking to kind of uh, hmm. open up with uh, a nice punch to the mouth of the Gamecocks, possibly on a kick return yeah. early on. Leonard Fournette and uh, Nick Chubb, the top two returning running backs in the SEC. But Ralph Webb would be at the top of the list right behind those two. And Vandy did have two kickoff return touchdowns against the Gamecocks last time South Carolina played in Nashville. So the special teams battle, always something to keep an eye on. Let's stay with the Gamecock offense for a moment as we preview the 2016 season here on Gamecock Central Radio. Skill positions, Matt, running back and wide receiver a lot of untested talent at both positions yeah you know that's it's a lot of question marks out there at running back and receiver but there's also a lot of nice young talent uh for this team to work with that'll develop in the future uh while i do think the team will lean uh, early on on aj turner if the vanderbilt defensive front is having success at getting to whoever's starting at quarterback let's say it's perry orth if they're getting the perry knocking him down forcing him to throw the ball out early uh, they may choose to put David Williams in there at backfield just because he understands pass protection and is a little bigger than Turner and can kind of stymie those linebackers who are coming in at a better level. At receiver, um, the Gamecocks are having a whole bunch of young guys out there. It wouldn't expect me to see five or more young receivers get the ball throughout the game. Uh, that'll be kind of a, a carousel that the coaching staff will have to work with all throughout the game against Vanderbilt. 
Yeah, running back will be a spot that a lot of folks are keeping an eye on. Redshirt freshman A.J. Turner will get the start. He's out of Clifton, Virginia. But David Williams has more experience, and he outweighs uh, Turner by about, what, 25 pounds or more. And Williams has got uh, a little bit of playing time under his belt already where A.J. Turner has none. But Turner has earned that starting job through preseason. And, you know, I think the perception is that David Williams was in the doghouse a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks into preseason camp. But uh, no question, he's going to be – someone that's got to contribute if the Gamecocks are going to have success offensively this year. So, Matt, uh, tight end position appears to be pretty good. You know, if there's a strength on the offense, you would have to start with the offensive line, I think, and then talk about tight end. Hayden Hurst at 6'5", 250, is very athletic. And Casey Crosby is a quality player that's going to be on the field as well. So the Gamecocks feel pretty good about the tight end spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hayden Hurst, Casey Crosby, and even the true freshman, Kill Pollard, are giving the staff a nice group of tight ends to work with as they try to like shape and mold this offense to be ready to play throughout the season. Hurst, as you said, is a big guy. He can really do it all. And uh, just in talking to Wes Mitchell the other day, he feels like Hurst is primed for a breakout year in the SEC and could be one of those all-SEC players if he gets the right amount of touches. Uh, but Casey Crosby will combo Hurst and making for a really hard matchup problem for Vanderbilt. And I mean that because – Casey Crosby will come out in the field and the Vanderbilt defense won't necessarily know right away whether to count him as an H-back or a tight end. And that will greatly dictate how they play uh, their defensive personnel and who they send on the field. So that's something that the offensive coaches for South Carolina can use as an advantage, especially if Casey Crosby and Hayden Hurst getting in rhythm early on. Matt, as we switch sides to the defensive side of the football now, you know, on paper it's pretty simple why the Gamecocks were 3-9 and nine last year. They were dead last in the SEC against the run, and they allowed the most points of any team in the Southeastern Conference in league play. So, you know, it's one thing to talk about stopping the run and giving up fewer points, but it's something different altogether to go out and do it. How will the Gamecocks best do that this year? That's a great question. Uh, with with seemingly uh, the exact same group uh, personnel group, the Gamecocks will have to reshape that defensive front to better stop the run. I think an easy way to do that is to put Dante Sawyer at defensive end, which he appears to uh, be for the first game. Uh, it'll be Marquavius Lewis, Stallworth, Kelsey Griffin, and Sawyer at defensive end. That gives them just a big front that can really maintain gap control at a higher level than what we saw last year from smaller defensive ends, sort of, get, sort of getting pushed around, which exposed the linebackers to have to cover too many open holes. Uh, and that just led to a poor, poor run defense. Matt, the Gamecocks have not had a disruptive force in the opponent's backfield really since Clowney and Kelsey Quarles and that group from 2010 or 11 through 13 or so. And, uh, you know, do you, see, do you see some talent on the D-line that can become more disruptive, can get in the backfield? You know, it's not always about hitting the quarterback. Maybe it's just getting off, him off of his spot or disrupting the timing of plays. That can make a big difference defensively, and that's going to help you secondary. Yeah, absolutely, Emerson. That's a great point you made. You don't have to necessarily manufacture sacks. All you have to do is disrupt the quarterback's rhythm by getting pressure. And uh, Kyle Shermer, the the Vanderbilt quarterback, he's a a true pocket passer. He's at his best when he's sort of standing up tall, delivering the ball uh, all the way through on intermediate routes, but he steps up into the pocket. If you can get him outside of the pocket, and that's by manufacturing an inside rush, I think that Kelsey Griffin succeeds in this area particularly well. I also think that Marquavius Lewis – can succeed in this area if he slid to the defensive tackle spot on third downs, which he'll be lined up against the slower guards. Uh, but it's really important to get that inside push to force Sherman outside the pocket, 
get him going on the run or forcing him to step to the side before he delivers the ball, which will really hurt his mechanics and it'll really hurt his accuracy, which could lead to some Gamecock interceptions. Matt, the Vanderbilt defense is the strength of their football team. They believe coming into 2016, you know, offensively they have not set the house on fire here recently, but they do have Ralph Webb, who's a solid SEC running back. And, you know, Vandy's going to try to play mistake-free football on offense. They're going to try to win this game with their defense. Yeah, so the, I expect the, the, the scheme really to be, and the game plan overall, is just to kind of stop the run, uh, create a pass rush, and just force as many turnovers as possible. What Vanderbilt likes to do on offense, especially with Webb, is they'll motion out receivers or other backs to kind of spread the defense out, and they'll really try to attack the middle with Webb on those inside dives, and that's where Webb's at his best. So they'll definitely look to control the clock in that area, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Vanderbilt uh, offense attacks the Gamecock secondary, particularly the safeties. They have a very talented tight end by the name of DeAndre Woods, uh, he was on route to becoming an all-SEC tight end last year before having a season-ending injury. He's about 6'3", 235. He's just a, a really good athlete who could be a mismatch for some safeties to handle. That's why Jordan Diggs and the Gamecock safeties will have to have their A game and not fall asleep, always expecting the run. They have to be wary of Woods releasing on routes as well. Um, but I really think the, the key to the defense, like we talked about, is getting that inside pressure, forcing Shermer out of the pocket, because I think that's where he's going to make the mistakes. All right, Matt, uh, special teams. You know, Wes Mitchell told us earlier this week on Gamecock Central Radio that uh, Vanderbilt was dead last in the conference last year in return yards allowed. So they you know, they had uh, difficulty covering kicks last year, kicks and punts, and he feels like the Gamecocks will have an advantage with special teams. But Vandy did have two kickoff return TDs two years ago in Nashville, whatever that's worth. So uh, Elliot Fry obviously – you know, one of the top returning players that the Gamecocks have got. And interesting that Fry needs just 42 points to become the Gamecocks' all-time leading scorer. Colin Mackey, former Gamecock kicker, has held that record for 26 years. And barring injury, Elliot Fry is certainly going to break that record this year. So he's been very consistent in the kicking game. When the Gamecocks have needed three, the three-year starter out of Texas, Elliot Fry, has been able to deliver in years past. Talk about special teams a little bit, Matt, as we uh, put a bow on this preview of the Vanderbilt game in the 2016 season. Yeah, actually, Emerson, that was going to be my X factor for the Gamecocks in this game was going to be Elliot Fry and Sean Kelly, uh, the punter. Elliot Fry is just a tremendous kicker. He's he's absolutely one of the best in the country. I firmly believe that. He's been very consistent and really a weapon for the Gamecocks over the past few years, and I expect that to continue in game one against Vanderbilt. It's such a relief when you don't have to rely on scoring a touchdown every possession. The offense can sort of gear their game uh, game plan and play calling on certain drives. Just to get to the 30-yard line or 35-yard line, uh, at certain times, just certain situations, and rely on the leg of Elliot Fry to get them some points throughout the game. I really think he's going to be a weapon and a, a real X factor for the Gamecocks in Game One. As will punter Sean Kelly. Uh, we saw that he's going to be on the All SEC watch list. And if the Gamecock offense can't get past midfield, it'll be on the leg of Sean Kelly to sort of pin that Vanderbilt offense back deep right in those coffin corner punts to give the Gamecock defense a, an added boost and sort of an advantage. All right, Matt, 8 o'clock kickoff Thursday night, South Carolina at Vanderbilt, one of the games that will kick off the college football season here in 2016. Give us your final thoughts and give us a score prediction, Matt. Yeah, you know, Vanderbilt, although the program uh, hasn't been great, this isn't an easy opponent by any means for the Gamecocks in game one. Uh, based on my experiences when we used to play Vanderbilt, we knew they were well-coached, well-disciplined, but this year they'll come out with added confidence 
that they can get this one against the Gamecocks at home in a must-win situation. SC has a lot of question marks, uh, but they're lucky to get Vanderbilt in week one, in my opinion, just compared to other possible SEC opponents. I think that Coach Muschamp and the staff gets the job done in sort of their second-half adjustments. And I really think that, like you said earlier, that special teams would be a huge role in the Gamecocks' victory. If I had to guess, I'll say the Gamecocks win by six by a score of 27 to 21. Matt, a Gamecock victory Thursday night would match South Carolina's conference win total from a year ago. The Gamecocks were one and seven in the league last year. And a lot of the all-season talk has been about the Vandy game setting the tone for the season. Do you feel like this game, the opener with Vanderbilt, does set the tone for the season? I absolutely do. I think anytime you can come out of the gate and get a victory in week one is huge for the team. But they'll not have to use this this team, Vanderbilt, as a gauge for how they'll do on the road in the SEC against some tough opponents and just throughout the season against whoever's on their schedule. They'll have to just focus on getting better week to week. So this isn't exactly either a win or the season's kind of gone, uh, gone south. I just think that South Carolina's in good position to win. I think they'll get the victory, and I think it'll get the season off on the right foot in the right direction for which Coach Mushamp wants his uh, program to head. Right. This young football team that could use some confidence and a win Thursday night at Vanderbilt would certainly uh, give them some. So very excited to kick off the 2016 season. And, Matt, we thank you for your time this week here on Gamecock Central Radio. We look forward to talking with you each week throughout the football season right here on GCR. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much, Emerson. Have a great night. All right. That's Matt O'Brien, former Gamecock football player, worked with NBC Sports, and he's now a marketing rep for Reebok, and he is our analyst here on Gamecock Central Radio. He's with us each week throughout football. And I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again after the Vandy game on Thursday night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.